Welcome everyone to the Your Say Podcast, episode 59. We are nearly, we are one more episode away from closing down season two. I've since learned that a lot of podcasts are like eight episodes and then it's a season. Nope, that's not what we did. That's not how we've done it here at the Your Say Podcast. 30 episodes in season one and 30 episodes in season two. So welcome to this week's episode. I introduce to you a theory that I genuinely believe with practice is going to give you mental clarity and a whole lot more fucking peace in your life. Hold on, share it, like it, and please, please pass this one on. I genuinely believe if we can all adopt this theory, our lives get to be so much fucking easier than they are right now. Right, here it is. I have been working on a theory for, I'm going to say, I've been practicing this theory for over three years personally, and I've only really named it and shaped it up as a theory in the last couple of months, and I've been looking for the right time to launch it. And I've decided today's the right day and now's the right time. I am going to launch on this podcast a theory that I believe has the ability to allow you to have a far more peaceful mind and care less about what the fuck other people think of you. Now, in all of my research, polls that I put out on social media, all the clients I've worked with, I've probably worked with over 40 different clients one-on-one, all the people I've coached across my 30-year career as a leader, there is one thing that people have in common and they care so much about what others think and they put their nose into others they compare they do all these things this theory that i'm about to give you and teach you about in today's podcast has the ability to set you free when practice i know i've got your attention right now so what is it it's called the not yours theory not yours It's a really, really fucking powerful concept that I've just started practicing. Like I said, I've been practicing it, but I've only just really recently named it. The reason why I've named it is because one of the things I've learned on my personal journey across, I've been working hard on myself now for 17 years. So 17 years since I sort of enlisted with my first counsellor, psychologist, etc. right? So I would say I'm 47 now, that's when I started this journey. But one of the things that I've noticed on my journey is in order for me to learn and change the behavior, it's got to be easy and it's got to be something tangible that I can keep doing. So for me, I remember learning how to do tapping. My counselor taught me how to do tapping and this was something that was really powerful for me. I utilized the tapping theory in meetings. I used it in my relationships. I don't use it anymore, but it really got me through like a good five to eight years, I reckon, of just learning how to shut up, how to listen better, and these sorts of things. Something else I did to become a better listener was I used to use mute. So I would always mute myself on a conference call or on a phone call so that when I went to interrupt, which was something I used to do a lot of, I couldn't be heard and then I would realise and probably 80% of the times I went to interrupt, I then wouldn't because I would realise that what I was saying was unnecessary. So I am someone personally that needs something tangible in order to create a change in my behaviour. 
And this is why I have established the not yours theory. So this theory is something I want you to get comfortable with, practice with self, maybe introduce it to your partner, maybe introduce it to a group of friends. This is something that I think is so powerful that if you and the people around you are aware of, you can continually pull each other up on it. And this is where the real magic happens. This is where the change in our behavior and the change in our opinions and the change in our own self-worth can start to happen. And it's taking radical accountability for our own actions. And this is exactly what I'm about. It's exactly what this podcast's about. It's exactly why I coach people one-on-one. It's why I do what I do. So let me explain the not your theory. I want you to understand it. I'm going to explain it. The core principles of it are, let's use some examples. You are going to, let me think of a good example. I should have thought of this before I started recording the podcast, but I don't do that because that's not how my brain works. So your child gets home and they're telling you about their, let's say your child's 18. I'll use my son as an example. Let's use a real life example. He comes home, he's telling me about a party and an event and something that's gone on and, you know, there's all this sort of his say, she say information. And I would immediately have an opinion. I would immediately maybe want to get involved. But in reality, it's not your problem, Nikki. It's not your business, Nikki. Now, unless it's going to harm someone by withholding that information, so much of what goes on in our life that we get caught up on is not your business. So I want to give you another example. Everyone worries about what people think about them, as we've just said. People, what are, what are people going to think of me? They're going to think I'm fat. My arms look really big in this dress. You're really stressed about what you're going to look like when you're going to meet a, meet a group of friends. It's not your concern or business what other people think about you. Now, I know that's a really fucking hard statement for you to hear, but the reality is it's not. It isn't your concern. It's not your business. Just like when you have an opinion on someone else, you wouldn't want them to know that because that's something that's quite sacred to you. I'm going to say that again. It's not your business to know what others think about you. And it's not your concern to know that. It's not your concern what's going on in their life. It is not your job to fix a problem for them. It is not your business to try and control somebody else's life. So when someone comes to you and they, I'll use another real life example, a friend of mine, and this is something probably six months ago that I've practiced. Friend comes to me, they just want to vent. They start telling me about a problem that they're having with their ex, their ex-husband. And I personally straight away go into fix it coaching mode. No, that's not your business, Nikki. Unless they fucking ask for it, it's not your job to fix, give advice unless it's asked for. And this is something I've had to learn because by nature, I would justify to myself, oh, but I'm doing it to help them. No, am I? Am I really doing it to help them or am I just doing it because that's what I think. But what if they don't think that? Now, this is very different. If someone comes to you and says, I'm really struggling with this situation, I'd love your opinion on it. Absolutely. You give their opinion on it. 
but he's starting to see where I'm going with this theory. You turn up to drop the kids off at school, you don't look great, you don't want to get out because you don't want to be perceived as the mum that's turned up without a bra and got their slippers on. Yes, hand up, that's been me. Number one thing I say to you, who cares? And you go, yeah, but I can't help it. But what about if I say to you, it's not your business? It is not your concern what other people think about you. It really isn't. And when you teach yourself to care less and let these things go, all of a sudden you take your power back. I talk so much on this podcast about taking one's power back. I believe the not your theory has the ability to empower you so much in your life right now. And I am going to spend this entire podcast convincing you why. Then I'm going to ask you to practice it. Just give it seven days. Give it, give it one full day. Share it with a friend. Share it with me. Reach out to me on Instagram and let's practice it. Let's practice how many times in a day you go to think and fuss over something that is not your business or not your concern or not in your control. Not yours. Not yours. Let's keep exploring this theory. So when we talk about letting go of control, we often all think that we can control others and we have the best intentions. But as I know, and I'm, I'm hoping a lot of my listeners know, we can't control another human being. We can't control what others think. We can't control what our partners do. We can't control what our friends think of us or what they say about us. We have zero control on anything but ourselves. But the key message here is we do have control of ourselves, And that is why this theory is so fucking liberating, right? So all of a sudden, if we start to think about control and we start to think about letting go of that control, I'm going to use my son as another example. He's about to go out to dinner, comes down the stairs and I'm like, are you really going to wear that? Now, what does that do, that comment, right? I don't like what he's wearing. I'm making him feel shit about the choice that he's made of what to wear. I have no control over what he's going to wear. He's 18 years of age. He can choose, what, oh, why? What's wrong with it? I have zero control over that and I therefore throw out an opinion and it is not your business what he wears. Now, this is very different if I've got a three-year-old that comes down with a full face and makeup and wants to go to daycare, okay? I'm using, let's put this theory into context, okay? So my 18-year-old says, oh, why, what's wrong with it? I make him feel a bit shit. He goes out anyway. What, how could else, how else could that have played out? He could have come down the stairs and I would have said, where are you guys off to tonight? Now, if I didn't like the outfit, why do I have to voice it? Why do I have to have an opinion on it? It is not your concern, Nikki, what your 18-year-old son chooses to wear out. And you have no control over what he wears. So why put him down and make him feel shit? So if you've got an opinion and you're having it, and I say this to myself all the time, and I pick myself up with my kids all the time, not your business, not your business, not your business. And I say that over, so I'll go to say something and then I'll be like, not yours, not yours, not yours. You don't have any control. Let me give you another example about control. I have no control over my son when he's at his other home. Anyone out there that does shared custody. Co-parenting. I have no control on what goes on over there. 
just like his other mum has no control over what goes on over here. Now, this is difficult. You can have all the opinions that you want. You can ring your friend, oh, my God, when he was over there, they did this. They've, you know, they're drinking soft drink and, 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 and can end up being a whole toxic conversation. But it's not your business. It is not your business what your children do when they're at their other home. Now, it is if it, ina- if it endangers their life. But like I said, context. So as far as control goes, you do not have control over anything in the world except for you. And when we care about what other people think, we think we can control what they think. I'm saying this simplistically because I don't want to confuse you because the theory is so fucking simple. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, like why, why, why have I cared so much? And I'm telling you, this is so fucking enlightening and powerful for you if you can grasp this and apply it to your life. I am not here to say that I live and breathe it all the time. I don't. But – I do for the majority of the time, not my business. It's not yours, Nikki. I was just thinking about a half an hour ago, there's a friend of mine who I haven't heard from in a while and I've reached out via text and in my mind I'm like, is it her turn, is it my turn? And it's like, if I want to talk to her, call her, have a conversation or the reason why she hasn't texted me, it's not my business. It's not within my power so it is not – your worry to take on. You do not need to take on that stress. When we start to look at energy, right, we think about the energy in our own brains of how much it takes on. So much of what we take on in our lives is things that we have no control of. And why I love this theory so much is if you can adopt, not yours, not your business, not yours, Nikki, not yours, not yours, that's not your concern, that is not your thing, not your business, not your control, not yours. It is not yours to take on. When you can sit with this, I assure you, you get so much more energy back to put into the things that really matter. As someone that suffers from anxiety and have had my fair share of knowledge, psychologists, psychiatrists now, doctors, etc. I've worked around ADHD, which I'm going through at the moment. I've shared that on the podcast before, stress and anxiety. Stress and anxiety, the number one cause of all of this is the things that are in people's heads. And I would say in nearly every circumstance, the things that are in their head are not a reality. It is not your reality. They're just thoughts and feelings. Feelings aren't real. The only thing that is real is what is going on in this moment in front of you right now as you're listening to this podcast. So when we think about that and when we think about mental health issue and we think about all of the things that go on in our lives and all of the stories and all of the narratives 
and all of the preconceived ideas and all of the things that we're currently learning. You know, it's just so much information. We have so much information at our fingertips now. The internet is is, is, is the most amazing thing that we were ever gifted, but it's also really fucking intimidating because it allows us to have so much immediate, somewhat I think we can get alluded to the fact that it's an intimate connection with people when in reality it's not. It's just not. It's not real. It's just a particular moment in time. Let's talk about external opinions and validation. And let's talk about social media. And I'm going to share really bravely and really honestly here. I would say at the moment I'm I'm not now, but I think a month ago, I was borderline addicted to social media, addicted to do something with my kids, put up a photo, do something with this, put up a photo. Now, I was doing it, I think I was doing it because it became a habit. Originally, I did it because I felt alone and I loved other people giving me likes. But now I do it so regularly, I don't get likes anymore. And I know if I follow someone, I'm just talking about my personal accounts here, not, not business accounts. I'm kind of like, yep, seen your kid every day, da, da, da. Now, I don't always think that, right? There are some people I actively love. But the reality is that no one wants to see your kids as much as you want to, right? <laughs> and yet, I know for me at the moment, I'm like trying to convince myself that, oh no, now Instagram just tells a story of my own journey, right? It's for me, it's for me, it's for me. That's bullshit, Nikki. I am doing it for a like, a reach, a love, reach back out to me someone. And I'm on the borderline, borderline, I haven't done it yet, but I think I'm going to delete my personal Instagram account because Instagram for me has become something that it is my work tool. I have my art account and I have my Your Say account, which you guys are hopefully all following. But as far as my personal album goes, it's been really difficult for me to wrap my head around it. But aside from my mum, my grandma, and that's probably about it, a couple of close friends, hopefully, no one gives a fuck about what my kids are doing at the park. Now, I want to think they do, but they don't. And it's just more noise. And the reality is you're going to send the photos and the memories to the people that you want to. I'm not here judging, by the way. I'm just sharing my own personal story and my own personal grievances and realizations that I wanted to think so many more people cared about me. And I wanted to put so much emphasis on that because a year and a half ago, I searched for validation externally. But now having done so much work on myself, I now love myself. I now know I'm worthy. I now know that I am a better person than I was two years ago. I now know that this has been my path and this is where I'm supposed to be. And I genuinely don't really care what my close friends think about me. That's hard to say out loud, but I don't. And I'm pretty sure, based on the lack of likes, that a lot of them have got a lot of opinions. I'm pretty sure that a lot of them have got some opinions on my podcast. I don't even know if they listen to it. I certainly know that my family would have if they did. But the truth is, it's not my business. 
as long as I am showing up authentically as myself and I'm comfortable in my own skin, it doesn't matter. It's just not your business. I'd love, love, love for people to really sit with this, not yours, not yours, and think of some examples now. Just think of some examples that are happening in your life where you're like, yeah, that's not mine, it's not my concern. You go for a promotion at work. You you prepare for the promotion. You write everything out, you do it. You go for the promotion, you interview, you come back and you're stressed and anxious for the next 24 hours. There is nothing else you can do, right? You've done your best. And as long as you can do your best, it's not your, it's not within your power. It is not in your power to do anything more than you've done. So the true ability for you to just let that go, I've done everything I can, that's it. It's not my business. Like if I get it, I'm going to get it. And I was meant to get it. Hopefully you're catching what I'm throwing. Let's explore now some practical ways that we can apply this theory. So your friend rings and they're like, oh my God, this situation happened at work. You'll never guess what's happened. This person's done this and the ex-husband this and no, 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 no. And you know, we all know we've got that one friend, right? That rings and bitches and moans and you take it all on. You take it all on because it's energy. Now, what if that friend had the power to see all that and go, oh, well, None of that's my business. None of that's my concern. She's cheating herself out of this. She's staying with her husband and he's not, you know, the right person for him or whatever the other person's situation is. Imagine if they don't have the opinions of others, then they don't bring it to you. Now, let's try this another way. What if you're that person? What if you're that person that's watching somebody else and you're like, oh my God, she's you know, let's, I'm trying to think of another example. She's cheating on her husband. She's cheating on her husband and you're involved in it. It's a work relationship. It's stressing you out. It's, you know, it's, it's just really playing with you and it's really affecting you. Now, imagine if you had the ability to go, that is not my business. I don't agree with what they're doing. I'm not the one having an affair. When I'm asked to be involved in it, I can say, no, I'm sorry, I I don't want to get involved with this. It's not my business. You don't have to say whether you agree or disagree. You can build a boundary and a barrier against these situations where you do not get brought into them. I Here's another real life example. Recently had a situation where I was talking to a particular friend and I tried to fix something for them. They just wanted to vent to me. They just wanted to have a vent to me. But the reality is I'm not available for someone to vent to me because I don't want the negative energy in my space. So the person just wanted to bitch about something that they had absolutely no control over. And so I don't want that bought into me. And so I know that sometimes we need to vent and get things off our chest. And I'm not suggesting that we don't. But a really good way to do this with our friends and our family is, hey, I've just got to get something off my chest right now. I don't need you to help me or answer it. I just need to vent. This is what's happened. Blurt it out. Thank you so much for holding space. Move on. What I was doing incorrectly was someone was blurting it all out and instead of me kind of saying, 
uh, look, I don't really want to be burdened with this. I then went into fix it mode. And it's like, it is not my business what that person thinks about someone else and someone else and someone else. And so I think some, I think to an extent, it's sometimes a little bit isolating because I'm not someone that friends will come to, to just bitch and moan anymore. And I think that that hasn't gone down well with some friends of mine or family members, definitely, definitely family members. My mum's a classic example. She has had a, you know, a very jagged relationship with my younger brother for years. And for years she would ring me with the same thing and he's done this and done that and I would entertain it and listen to it. And it's just such a toxic merry-go-round of negative energy and I'm not here for it. I'm not here for the negative energy. Stop enabling the behaviour. Stop putting yourself in the situation because, again, the reality is the only person that we can control is ourselves. So when we adopt, not yours, it's not your business, it's not yours, it's not yours, I introduced this theory to a close friend of mine who was having trouble with her ex, custody, all sorts of different things. And I introduced it to her and I called it the not yours theory by then and was like, do you know what? It's not yours. It's not yours to worry about. It's not your problem. It's not your money. It's not your concern. You can only deal with what is in front of you at the time. It is not your business to stress about what's going to happen next year, what's going to happen next month. I'll use about forward stress. As parents, as mothers, daughters, we're always stressing, oh, what about this? What about when that happens? We're running all these scenarios in our head. We're not God. We're not, we don't know. We don't have a, we don't have a, um, a oh, crystal ball. We don't have a crystal ball into the future. I was getting myself really caught up about my son. I wanted him to be an electrician next year. You know, he, he mentioned it once and, of course, I clung to it because I was like, yes, an electrician, that sounds great, that sounds awesome. And I started really bullying him into it. You haven't done this and we need to do this and no, 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 no. And it's like, you know what, he's 18. It's not your life, Nikki. Yes, you can influence your children. Yes, you can lead them. Yes, you can have an impact. But as we know, we were all 18 once. It is not your life, Nikki. It is his life. And subsequently, it looks like now he's going to be doing a plastering apprenticeship. Now, that's not really what I want him to do, but it's like, that's not your that's not your decision. And this has been really hard for me, but I've had to adopt this. This theory has also taken shape off the back of my learnings at Vipassana, which was my 10-day meditation retreat where I reframed from talking, connection of any description. I meditated for 14 hours a day. And in that space, I taught, I taught, I learned that everything changes. The only one thing in life that we can be guaranteed of is that everything is changing every single second. So nothing is permanent. So because we know that nothing is permanent, if we get ourselves all stressed and worked up about a moment in time or a feeling on a particular day, the truth is it's going to change. It's going to change in an hour. It's going to change in the morning. It's going to change next week. It's going to change with time. It's going to change continually because this is life. So when we can lean into that and accept that everything is changing and that we can only control ourselves, 
all of a sudden this theory starts to take shape. So I talked really briefly before around your own self-worth. If you've got really low self-worth, I would, or not would, I know that it would be really difficult to take on this theory because sadly when you don't have self-worth, and I know this because I didn't for many, many years, you are validated by external things. You are validated by materialistic things. You are validated by others. You hand your power over to everything but owning it yourself. And I can talk from personal experience I married a man because I didn't have the courage to step into my own power of who I was I knew I was gay before I married a man I was in a relationship that I wasn't satisfied in and I didn't speak up enough I kept the peace and would do all these external things to want to be loved and validated and it wasn't until that relationship broke up some three years ago that I went on another self-discovery learning and have I now realized that I had really low self-worth. I couldn't even really look at myself in the mirror. I didn't love myself. I didn't necessarily think I was worthy. I was confident. I was confident in a work environment. I was confident where money and materialistic things were concerned, but I didn't necessarily think I was worthy. In fact, I put up with a partner having an affair for over 12 months. Now, if I valued myself and loved myself and saw my own self-worth, I wouldn't have put myself in this situation. And whilst the other person did something to me that wasn't okay, I still have a level of accountability to the fact that I stayed. So I put the preference out there that you need to have an understanding of what and who you are before you can implement this theory. And as I said previously, I work with clients one-on-one. You can message me. I work with clients on deep dive 90-minute sessions. I work with clients for eight-week periods or four-week periods just via WhatsApp if you just want to have someone in your pocket to help really, really, really cement this theory. That is exactly what I do as a coach. And having someone coach you through this will just magnify your results. So I just wanted to say that because I do think that when you have a good sense of self, then it's a lot easier to go, okay, well, I don't care what they think because then if you do get a negative reaction to something you've said or if you set a boundary, let's say you set a boundary and you decide you're not going to host, I don't know, the family work party that you always host that ends up in too many people drinking and it's just not nourishing for you your family or everyone involved so you build a boundary and you decide i'm not hosting that anymore so you tell everyone now you need to be prepared that some of the people are going to have some backlash oh why aren't you hosting it you always host it now again if we apply this theory It's not your business. You don't need to worry about that is not your concern. It is not your concern what others think. If you know that you've made that choice and that choice honours who you are and you've stepped into your power, you naturally won't care. And with practice, and I repeat, with practice and consistency, all of a sudden when you practice this theory, you become a really powerful person. And I would like to think that I've been practicing this for, I don't know, 18 months. And I don't believe it's easy. I don't believe caring what people think is easy, but I, it's come easy to me now. It's come 
to a point where I have sacrificed certain relationships and certain situations that I'm choosing not to put myself in anymore because they don't honor who I am. They don't honor where I'm at. I'll give an example for me. I don't really want to drink a lot and get written off anymore, even though, (laughs) full disclosure, I've done it a bit, right? I have done it a few times this year, but it hasn't served me. Alcohol is not currently serving me. And so I've made a decision. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to put myself in a situation. I don't want to go to singles nights. I don't want to be on dating apps anymore. Why? They don't serve who I am. They don't make me feel good about myself. And people have an opinion on that, but I don't care. You know, it's not my business what they think about that. It's just not your worry. It's not your worry. It's not your concern. It's not your business. It's not your control. Things that are not specifically related to you and what you can have an impact on are not your problem. Let's talk now about some practical application of the not your theory. Well, that was a bit of a making a ding dong sound there accidentally. So I am going to use a real life example. School mums are very triggering for me. School grounds are very triggering for me. (laughs) Anything um, where there's an expectation. And I think when it comes to the schoolyard, for me, that's been triggering. Kids parties, right? These have all been really triggering spaces for me. Now, I genuinely don't care what those people think about me because I'm so comfortable in my own skin and my own life right now that there's no concern. Now, what that means for me is I do rock up to school wearing whatever I want, no makeup. I will tell parents as it is, oh, no, Harvey's got two mums. Don't care what they think. Don't care what their perception is. I will say things as it is and I literally forget about it as immediately as what it happens. Whereas in the past, I would avoid that situation or then I would make effort and I would go and I would look a certain way and I would be really worried about what I was going to say and when and how. And the truth is, it's just not your business, Nikki. And I say this to myself, that's why I've worded it as not yours. It's not your concern. It's not your business. Another real life example for anyone out there that's built a business around social media or uses social media likes, comments, follows. (gasps) I used to be so addicted to the numbers in this space. Now, of course I was addicted to the numbers because I built an entire career around managing numbers and managing KPIs and being above and under. And so when I applied that natural transition into my own business two years ago, I became so obsessed. And the truth is, I don't know anyone behind any of the Instagram tags. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know where they are. I have no control or power over what they do, when they like, when they don't like. I can keep creating different content and then I can form an opinion. Oh my God, that reel got so many more views. But if it doesn't equal sales, who gives a shit? You can have a million people following your account, but your engagement can be at 0%. So, When we put too much emphasis on something that we have no power over, 
the truth is it just ends up being a fucking hell of a lot of wasted energy. Now I learned this firsthand because I built an Instagram across seven years and I think I got to 13,000 followers. And I loved that I had 13,000 followers. I wore it like a badge of honor. I was so proud of it. I've got 13,000 followers. Now, the truth is back then, I don't know, five or 600 people used to watch my stories a day. And this was kind of before Reels was a thing. And then I got hacked. I got hacked in March of last year and I lost the account. And I went through all the drama back and forwards, back and forwards, and I never got the account back. So I had to start again. I think it's now, you know what? I can't even tell you what it's at. I'd say it's around three and a half thousand, but I don't look anymore. I don't obsess over the total number. I sometimes still look at the views, but I don't I don't attach meaning to it because I it's not your control. I can't control whether they like it or whether they don't. But here's what I can control. Did the content I put out feel good? Did the content I put out tick the boxes? Did it align to my core message? Did it make sense in the context of what I want to stand for as a leader, as an authentic podcaster? Did that artwork provide a release for me? Was it filled with the energy that I wanted to portray? Yeah. Well, guess what? That's all that matters because when we show up authentically with the power inside us, that is all that matters. And when you start to do this more and more consistently, you will naturally, from a business perspective, attract the tribe of people that you want to be around you. I've also learned being a coach that not everyone you coach is going to necessarily be how you want them to be. They're not going to do the things that you coach them to do. You might give them a list of three things to do and they may not actually do them. They just don't they just don't happen for them, right? And I think there's something really, really powerful in this. Again, when we put our power into a number, a number that we have absolutely no control over, we are outsourcing our power and it is not your control. You have no control. You have control to create good content, but you have no control over who likes you. You have no control over the algorithm. You have no control over hackers. You have no control over Instagram. You have no control over Meta. You have no control over Facebook. So if you put and wrap up all your fucking meaning into likes and comments, etc., guess what? It's false. It's not real. The only thing that's real is what you think of yourself. Another example, feedback. If you are constantly searching for a compliment and feedback and wanting to be validated and told you look a certain way but you mightn't feel like that inside, you will obsess over that. Now, this one's hard for me. This is the one Nikki's still working on. I have shared this before on different podcasts. You can go back and search them. But all the times in my life when I've been my fittest and thinnest, I've probably not been my happiest. At the moment, I'm coming off a tough week, but I mentally have been happier in the last 18 months than I ever have in my life. I'm not physically in the best condition I've ever been in and certainly not at the moment because I've been eating poorly. However, I'm taking that on at the moment. But the reality is I have no control over what people's opinions are of me. I need to feel good in what I wear. I need to feel good in how I look. I choose to get Botox because Botox makes me feel more youthful and younger and feeling more youthful and younger 
makes me feel better. Therefore, I validate it. And that is something that's really important to me. And some people have said, but isn't that contradictory because it's not authentic? No, (laughs) I'm not pretending I don't have it. (laughs) It would be inauthentic if I was lying about it, which I'm not. So the only other one thing I wanted to talk about is in an environment where you can use the not your theory is in a workspace. So in a workspace, it's so easy at work to bitch about other departments, people that haven't done things and sometimes become a spokesperson for the group. But the reality is, it just ends up, it ends up backfiring and it shows you in such a poor light. And this is not something I'm proud of. I absolutely did all of these things when I was in a work environment, working for somebody else that is. But the reality is, number one, if someone's having an issue in the workplace, that's their concern. It's not your battle to fight. I used to always want to support the underdog. So if we're in a meeting and I was looking at someone and I know they had an opinion, but they didn't have the courage to say it, I would interrupt and be like, well, what about what James thinks? And it's like, Nikki, shut the fuck up. James is a big boy. If he wants to say something, he'll say something. Not your battle, Nikki. Not your business, Nikki. Do you see how that getting back in your own fucking circle of influence, staying in your lane, whichever you whichever way you want to phrase it not yours say it to yourself one more time not yours not your business not your concern i tell you what once you start practicing this for a long time i guarantee you you will get so much more energy and so much more focused you will be able to focus at work more you will have more energy to do the things for yourself like taking up a fucking sport reading walking meditating whatever that looks like for you So there's some practical ways that you can implement the not your theory into your life. That's it, guys. That's it. Not yours. You now know what the not yours theory is. You know what it is and you know what it's not. Control. We talked about control in detail. You have no control over external factors. Everything is always changing. We talked about that. We talked about boundaries. We talked about self-worth. And we've just spoken about ways you can apply it. I challenge you all to try the not yours theory in your life. Try it for the next seven days. Comment, share this podcast around. Reach me in my direct messages on Instagram. I'm active on there. And I would love, love, love to hear your feedback on the not your theory. Have a great week.